Hi, I'm Tristan Irvin. And I'm Joe Chamis. And this is Screens and Streams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Screens and Streams, the podcast about the things you watch on your screen and the things that you stream. So a little bit about ourselves. Um, we are two colleagues who met in the industry and uh, started having some conversations about television and movies that we were watching. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we were like, hey, why don't we put two mics in front of this? And so we did. And that's essentially what you're hearing right now. So uh, today on the podcast, I think we're covering two series. Uh, we've got Ballers. Uh, yes, the what, conclusion. The Ballers. conclusion, yes, the final season. Um, so we'll talk about the final season and then probably a little bit about the whole series. Some general thoughts. Yes, yeah. yes. And then we are doing Fleabag. Yes. Seasons one and two. A and, and that's the entirety of Fleabag. Is it? It's apparently it not coming back. Oh. Uh, it was based on a stage play. I mean, and season two, okay. I guess, was sort of like Phoebe was just like, I guess we can squeeze one more season out of this. And then I mean, I'm glad they did call it a day. Yeah. Oh, it's a great series. And I would like for it to come back. But yeah, I, um, basically right after I guess a little side note on Fleabag before we get into Ballers. Mm, sure. Right after I we my, my wife and I finished watching it, um, she was just like, oh. This is not coming back. She's like looking on her phone, I guess, like on, on Wikipedia or on IMDb or something. I was just like, oh, okay. I guess, I guess that's guess how that's it ends. How it's in, ends yeah. then. I yeah. mean, it's not an unsatisfying It's ending. not an unsatisfying ending. It's I think the whole thing was sort of meant to be, a, yeah, I'm going to backpedal. <laughs> before we get into that because yes. we're going to talk ballers yes forget it. i think we have some more thoughts on fleabag because it's a much shorter ride and i think maybe yeah. uh, both saw it a little more recently but uh, ballers is a long-standing uh show on this podcast it I think is we it covered really it early is. on when we started and um yeah. almost right from the beginning almost I think, right from the beginning I think it might have been like one or two seasons mm -hmm. when we started yeah mm -hmm. yeah so interesting show uh, all all in all uh i was just saying to tristan before we started i don't remember if we actually covered season four or not on the podcast i'm pretty sure we did i think we we did but um i think um i, I, I certainly remember talking about it and just to sort of get this part out of the way i think we ha shared some thoughts that it felt a little different yeah, that fourth season, that the fourth, rest of the seasons. Yeah, that fourth season, I think they were really maybe trying to figure out where to kind of go with the series, maybe. Yeah. And so, yeah, so they, they did a, little, a few different things. They moved the series out to LA. Mm -hmm. um, and there was, was that the whole season with the acquiring the. He starts acquiring, like acquiring. Team and LA, he wants to get the not no, the, the LA was it LA? Oh no no no! I think you're referring to season three. Oh, that was season three. Okay, which is when he goes for the uh the yeah the, I think it might be LA. I don't know. He was like going for he's going for some team or a something. Las Vegas team. Las Ve Las Vegas. That's, that's what, it what it was. And I think that was season three. And then season four is when he starts to get into like uh his uh 
They want to expand. Big, his, and they they, they want to expand. He gets yeah. into his big tiff with the NCAA. Um, they bring up the story of his oh, brother who's yes. kind of yes. suffered, you know, suffered from a, like addiction, I guess. And yeah, yeah, just things. I don't know. Things got. Yeah, they. I guess they were kind of, you know, kind of exploring a little bit more of the characters they wanted to do. Yeah, this is when. Characters. And this is when Russell Brand's character Lance entered the picture yes. in season four, and yes. things started turning. They had like their whole extreme sports company, which Spencer and Joe were sort of heading up together, yeah. and then Spencer sort of wanted to ax Lance towards the end. And then we saw the end of Spencer and Joe's partnership at the end of season four, and that's where we sort yes. of like they rejoined yeah came, the picture in season five. Everything came to a head, and Spencer was like, "And frig this, yeah, and got it." Yeah, so I guess we the season five starts off, and uh, the NFL I guess gets on the phone with Spencer and mm-hmm. is like, "Hey, so uh, do you want to buy a team?" <laughs> Which, you know, considering what's happened with with Spencer, like, it's... Yeah. I, is, is that... <laughs> I'm it, not sure. You know what? That they, flows. No, it does. It, it, like, it feels like... I don't know if it's maybe in response to some of the criticism of season four, but yeah, they seem to have distanced themselves from... Uh, a they, lot of what happened. Yeah, they, they don't could, really pick up on the whole story because Spencer's also grooming that young player in right. in season four, and then they sort of, I guess, pull off some sort of scheme, which you kind of get the gist of towards the end. And they, I don't, you don't really hear much of that in yeah, season that five. just disappears, kind of goes away. And and I think and I think some of that is just because they, you know, it was now the final season, right? Yeah, so they know they got to wrap things. So, up. so they got to wrap up the story, and you can tell like that whole like owning a team thing was kind of where they wanted to go with yeah. it. And so it they was might probably have, the end game, but they maybe they expedited it a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, that's where we ended up That's, at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we, we ended up uh, at the beginning of season five with Spencer yeah. essentially like owning a team. Um, and then and I fighting think, for players. That's sort of, yeah. sort of something that carried on from season four. Yeah. yeah. The and, theme of this season five. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, fighting for players. And then, you know, there's the usual drama. And um, I think kind of on the sports X side, there's a whole storyline about the um, e gaming. Mm-hmm. Vernon, yeah, and uh, that was interesting, and, and, and yeah, that and, was kind of, and you see fun. sort of some development of of Joe's character a little bit because yes. this is the first time he's on his own without Spencer running a company, mm-hmm. um, uh, and you know, because even Lance is is, I mean, he's still around, but he's just showing up less yeah. frequently. Joe's sort of taken over the operation, mm-hmm. and a lot of the early bits of him making his big power moves for um you know for uh what's the name of the company again you just said it a second ago sports x sports x yeah a lot of him making the the sports x power moves was just sort of out of spite for spencer yes. um yeah and then they you know i guess which i guess kind of ended up working out for him yeah it did um that's another thing where the two of them sort of like got uh, I guess like put aside their differences, um, in, at the it end did, towards the end, yeah, towards the end of the the, the just, season, just uh, to the series to, to make the deals and and get the players a better yeah deal yeah, yeah yeah and I I think I feel like I feel like that's 
But yeah, like you said, it feels like because this was the final season, yeah. they probably expedited a little, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that they wanted to maybe take some more time to do. Yeah. But at the same time, it season four was such like a flurry of like new things happening. Yeah. That it almost always. I feel, I feel like season four was like where can we take the series from here and yeah. season five was like and now we're done <laughs> yeah it almost also felt a little rushed just because they were going off in all these different directions um i remember um commenting and i don't want to disparage it too much because as a whole i enjoyed oh, yeah, the, the series, series. Yeah. season four threw me for a loop a little bit i think they they did their best to bring it back to the sort of the core foundations of what the show was about in season five. And I think they mostly hit the mark in that regard. Um, But I do recall um, when we checked out the earlier seasons, seasons one and two, when we first started talking about them on this podcast, um, commenting on how strong the writing was in, in terms of structure, because there was really like three or four main pieces. You had, Vernon, you had Ricky, you had um, you know, the you know, Joe and and Spencer doing their whole thing with the Anderson brothers. Yep. And then his sort of handful of clients, uh Charles Green and Mr. Seifert and their dynamic. Mm-hmm. And all of those pieces in those first couple seasons throughout season 1 and and 2 especially kind of like started out branched off and then all weaved in together towards the end of seasons one and, and two. And they did it. They wrapped everything up in such a nice little bow. Yeah. And I feel like after season three, four, things started getting more separated and compartmentalized, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But, like, it was just, I think it was more noticeable, especially in season four when they tried to throw in a bunch of new stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, season five, they sort of started to bring it back Um a little bit well they yeah and they did i mean they brought it they back did no they did they did yeah. yeah and and i think i i enjoyed season five you know much more than four and yeah me maybe, as well. even, maybe even three like really uh, yeah yeah i don't know i feel like and maybe it was just because it was you know getting kind of back to its roots and and yeah and kind of firming up the storyline right and i think it ended up in a good place it did end up in yeah. a good place um i do like that uh spencer and joe patched things up mm-hmm. um uh even though it was sort of like in a kind of one-off scene towards <laughs> the, the end of the the season um i was half expecting them to reform their little like duo yeah but i guess um they sort of wanted to leave it as like Joe is sort of his own man now in terms of running a company and Spencer's going to keep fighting for players, I, I guess. Yep. And, um, and a team owner. Yeah. And, and there was some interesting, there was some super interesting things that happened in this season that they sort of, uh, they dove a little deeper into, I think maybe things they wanted to try out again, like you said, expediting some processes of maybe it's, Oh, let's, yeah. You know, here's a few things we want to cover before we go out. Um, so the whole Cassanti storyline was real interesting with him sort of getting caught on camera. Um, oh, yes. You know, yes. It, it, it basically engaging in like gang warfare. Yes. Um, and that whole, yeah, that whole dynamic with uh, Charles Green as, you know, now he's a team owner and he's sort of trying to figure out, uh, you know, do I sign Cassan or do I sign Ricky? Yeah. And 
and Ricky's sort of now coming to terms with the fact that, you know, because I think the whole thing with him and his, his drugs happened, was that in this season or was that in the last season? That's the thing. It's all starting to run together. I think that might have been last season yeah. be- because we start this season and, and he's, I think, kind of done at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then yeah. he looks for kind of what his next move is and yeah. him and TTD end up starting this radio show together. Yeah. Which on that satellite. Was on satellite radio. Yeah. yeah, very of the times. Um which was also a, a really cool move. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I thought that. Yeah. That was a, I think that was them, appropriate yeah. for Ricky's character. Yeah. So series on a whole. On the on the whole, I did like it. Yeah. I, I, I feel yeah. like there was a couple missteps here and there. Um, uh, kind of uh, dipped towards like the middle. In the middle. middle. I mean, um, back, but but yeah. uh, overall, it was it was a. Yeah, it was a fun watch. It was something that I never, and I, I think I said this early on too. I didn't expect it to be as good as, as, as it, it was. was. Yeah, and that's not a disparaging remark to like the writing or like the the show creators or anything like that. It's just like I, um, I generally am not like a sports. Sports ball. <laughs> to, to put it you know to, to put it in like i guess like general terms yeah but it had a very when i saw the trailers and stuff for it it had a very like entourage um kind of field feel mm-hmm. to it um but more centered towards football yeah and i'm just like you know that's interesting i don't know if i'm i would necessarily be into a show like that i do like the rock though <laughs> yes and yes. um he like and, and yeah as you know as much as like you know, we're talking about the sh- the show, and I mean, I think Dwayne Johnson did was a great choice for that role. Oh, for sure. And he did a really good job as an actor. And yeah, I think in, so too. In, in this series, like the casting, I think was really well done. Yeah, it was. It was good casting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I mean, overall, it was great. And and like I said, like it it had it it wasn't like off putting to me anyway. Just like not my tastes i guess yeah and then i jumped into those first couple seasons it was just like this show is written and acted pretty damn good yeah and um you know like i said you know there's a couple of like missteps in in the middle and then they sort of brought it back um yeah i i think i was also and i've mentioned this before um reading up on you know how other people felt about yes the series and that always sort of informs your own opinion if you're not you know, careful. Right. So, you know, and I know that people were not super pleased with how things were shaping up in, in particularly in that fourth season. But I also disagree with the, some of the complaints about sort of some of the characterization of, of, you know, I guess develop, you know, like developed characters and, and particularly new characters. I sort of loved the addition of uh, Lance Russell oh, Brand yeah. in season four. Yeah. That was something in season four that I like enjoyed. Um, yeah, he added the, a little variety. He added there, a, yeah. some variety, yeah. and and the little rivalry that developed between him and Spencer was was fun to watch it play out. Mm-hmm. And um, I honestly, because they sort of drifted away from a lot of that plot in season four i wasn't expecting to see a whole lot of him right. in season five but i like that they you know he sort of like he was kept, there he, he was he, there. he wasn't heavy like you could tell that 
Yeah. And, and he was maybe a little kind of scaled back in terms of personality. Right. You could really kind of tell that they were kind of responding to a little bit of maybe the criticism of yeah. uh, of that character. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, yeah, he's maybe a bit much. Let's yeah. scale him back yeah. there. And then another thing I was reading actually right before the, the podcast, I was um, reading a little bit about Reggie and how people were kind of responding to his character. Right. Uh, season one, he was sort of, I guess, a foil to Vernon. Like, Vernon was like, Vernon had like an innocence about him, and Reggie was sort of like his, you know, he, he was always butting heads with Spencer. <laughs> yeah, he was always sort of butting heads with Spencer in regards to like where he wanted to take Reggie's career. Yeah. Um, but then that sort of, Good, I guess Reggie was all about like, spend the money. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. The things. Yeah. And, and also his standoffishness and sort of wanting to take control developed into something pretty interesting over the course of the last it couple did. of seasons. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and then, yeah, he ended up sort of, uh, you know, working a little more closely with Joe, um, at like at sports X mm-hmm. and, and making some some big moves and yeah people people uh, turned around on their opinions yes. of, of Reggie right um i kind of find it interesting how like each of these main characters i guess particularly um Vernon and uh Ricky Jarrett yeah. have their their sort of like foil you know it's like so for Vernon he's got Reggie and for Ricky he's got TTD mm-hmm. um who has sort of like been the punching bag throughout the yes. <laughs> series um, but I also like that um, their their friendship, Ricky's and TT, sort of really shone through towards the end with the whole uh, yeah, radio show abso- thing. Absolutely, and um, and his dad isn't on it, and you know, and that was an interesting development in the earlier seasons. His sort of relationship with his father, and 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 mending that. Like, yeah, you know, altogether they went some really interesting places with these characters. So yeah, I did enjoy this this series as a whole for sure. Yeah. Yes, me too. Um. <clears throat> And just kind of like what you were saying, like, too, you know, a lot of these, especially the HBO series, like, I only discover them because they just happen to be on after something else I'm watching, like Game of Thrones, for example. And so, you know, they're they're in that hour time slot between that one hour and then... um, than uh, John Oliver, which I always watch. So th- right. this is how I'm exposed to the, the new HBO <laughs> stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't something that I would have, you know, watched otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and just like you, I was really surprised on how, like, how good it was. And, like, just in terms of, of um, even the humor and the yeah. and the writing and stuff was, was really good and on yeah. point. So, um, yeah, it was, it's a, it was a good show. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, the yeah, like I said, like the you know they they had to they had to wrap it up within a season. Yeah, and in terms of like, I think they did the I think they did like a really sort of like a bang up job with the amount of time that they had and where the characters had sort of landed at this point. Um, like you said, I I feel like they did have an end game in mind. And yeah. they wanted to sort of like, all right, we've got a season. They couldn't decide how long. Yeah. We've got <laughs> a season. Let's, be. let's get to the meat and, and, and just sort yeah. of figure it out. And yeah, I, I do think it ended on a, a good note. I like where all of the characters sort of ended up. And yeah, Ballers was uh, was good. So surprisingly good. Um, yeah. yeah. Really enjoyed it. Added to the list of finished series for yeah, Screams wow. and Streams. Click. Yeah, check that one off. Yeah. 
I feel like there's been a lot of them this year. Yeah, we did. Well, House of Lies was the first one that we wrapped up a while right, back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We wrapped up Ballers. Kimmy Schmidt is Kimmy, done. Kimmy Schmidt, yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a few. I think there's um, one or two. Easy, others. Easy is finished. Yeah, there's yeah. there's definitely one or two others that I, I yeah for sure I'm missing. But yeah, wow. And <laughs> I and technically <laughs> technically if if what I read and what my wife read is uh, to be believed. Yeah, this is the last we're seeing of Fleabag in this form. Um, again, I, I didn't realize that, by the way, we are moving on to Fleabag now. Yes, yes, we're <laughs> <laughs> um, I I didn't realize that it started as a stage play. So that was the first sort of, oh, okay. Um, I think I was vaguely aware of that, or that there was one. I, I wasn't sure which one came first, though, because I know yeah. Phoebe Walter-Bridge, I think, was doing it in Toronto recently. Really? Oh, that, yeah, that would yeah. be cool she, to see. She came to Toronto and did it for maybe a couple of weeks. I think it's done now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so Fleabag, we touched on this briefly uh, at the grab bag of the last episode. Yes. Because both of us had started watching it. Yeah. I was one episode in. I think I might have been actually two. I thought I was a lot mm-hmm. further, but I wasn't. I, I remember was you mentioning that. Like I was only two episodes in. Yeah, <clears throat> I was one episode in and intrigued, but was like, I'm not sure what this show is or where it's going. Yeah, or where it's going. I I, I had my my reservations um, about how much I would sort of enjoy the end product, and boy was I wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it went places, and I mean, one of the it things that I did love good. right off the bat, and something that no doubt is a huge part of what makes this show so special, is the fourth wall breaking narration oh, man. Oh, man. stuff. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. That is so great. It's like a, an inner commentary. Yeah. 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 It's it, great. Anything, it's excellent. Anything that essentially more or less anything that this character is thinking at any given time is relayed to the audience. Yes. So it's basically like you've got your dialogue between characters and then you've got your dialogue between the main character and the audience audience. or her own inner voice. Or potentially it could also be her friend who died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially towards the, the, the end, kind of jumping ahead here, into season two when yes. the priest starts noticing. Wow, is that, that ever cool. Like that she's doing this and is kind of like, wait, this is this is real? This isn't her inner monologue? So okay, th- what's going on here? That blew my mind. Yeah, that was awesome. I really like that. That, where, that where was she, great. The first sort of moment where she does one of her little asides, and the priest is just like, what was that? You always do that. And I was like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, that that threw me. And good, good Lord. Would what you a, stop doing that? Yeah. Yeah. So I... Um, just taking a, a quick step back. Yeah, here. let's let's jump back. So, so um, for me, um, I was kind of on a similar page, um, especially for season one, where I was kind of like, I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. Was it was good, and I was like, yeah, this is this is a, a good series. But I'm like, it it didn't seem to be quite hitting the level mm-hmm. that you know I thought it would be for considering like kind of the acclaim and everything it got. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but then 
I saw season two, and season two blew me out of the water. It was. It, that, like, season two made the series. <laughs> it, season it one, season one kind of set it up, which was good, yeah. and gave us kind of a good background on the characters. But season two, like, hit mm-hmm. it off. It yeah. was excellent. And the whole um, um, the priest storyline was just oh, wow. excellent. Yeah. So good. So good. Loved it. Yeah. Loved every second of it. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, <laughs> like, this is one of those other Amazon Prime series where, uh, and I, I'm almost certain I mentioned this um, when we did our, our brief uh, grab bag discussion yeah. last time too, but the catalyst for us watching the series was you sending a text to me saying, yes. hey, Fleabag just won a buttload of Emmy, <laughs> so I guess we should probably cover it on screens and streams because that's what happened with um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That, that is right, yeah. Which is also coming back for season three very soon. Um, uh, and yeah, so I was just like, all right, let's see what all the hubbub is about. And um, there, there's a lot to see. And... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you sort of, it's like you say, you get to the end of that second season. I mean, first season was incredible. Um, and, you know, that's sort of, I think, where the, the, the original basis for yeah. her story was, was drawn from. Like, it, it sort of covers off that, I guess, like, the stage play and then adapted for the screen and then yeah. here we go. Mm-hmm. And then season two, I think... I don't know how much of the stage play is season two or if it was just sort of like an addendum that she, she yeah. wrote in regardless. It was, it cemented that as holy shit, this is really strong. And, um, and yeah, you, you sort of, it's like, okay, I, I see, I see why, why all the acclaim, why so much noise made about this show. Um, yeah. I mean like everything down to, like i mean there's there's a lot of just like there's a lot of humor in the dark spots which is you know uh, i think someone had also pointed out again reading thoughts on this that um at its core this played out like a tragedy (laughs) it did it really did um especially season one right yeah like season one kind of ends on a downer yeah it's it didn't resolve so did did season two technically i mean but not to the same extent but there was optimism there there was optimism like sure it didn't work out but yeah um but but yeah so yeah it's of course sort of a a tragedy and there's like these little moments of and and you know the moments of humor are also just in i guess the crudeness of of fleabag and sort of like you know how I guess, and and the asides too, right? Like, and the asides, yeah. yeah. Like just those little like comments she makes in these kind of <laughs> moments of just kind of darkness, mm-hmm. like exactly. Yeah. And at that same time, there's all these really nuanced interactions, like her relationship <sighs> with her sister and how that yeah. sort of ebbs and flows over time. Um, you know, the whole thing in season one that was with, my second favorite. Uh, character yeah she was great yeah um and then the whole thing in season one with the bank loan manager you know like after like you know she like accidentally like shows him her bra and he's like oh we don't do that sort of thing they have (laughs) this weird interaction and i'm just like we we don't do that anymore (laughs) and and then and then all of a sudden i'm just like 
I wasn't, were you expecting to see that character again? Because I sure as hell wasn't. I mean, just on maybe the way season one ended. Yeah. Because obviously, he, you know, he comes back and like in that season, you yeah. mean? No, yeah. no, not at all. The fact he showed back up was was great. It was, yeah. And then, you know, there's sort of this moment of, of redemption. And we've touched on this before with other yeah. series um, about how, you know, this is very much... Uh, a result of what's going on in the world. Um, you know, there there's little moments of just like, you know, the very th- this is very much I'm going to assume. You know, Phoebe is observing things in society and translating them into this sort of like twisted, tragic comedy. Yes. And oh wow, yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the relationship with with Claire was fantastic. Um the the push and pull with her dad to again like a lot of like sort of like nuanced relationships happening you know early on her and her father seem to be you know sort of like at odds yeah i guess you kind of get the idea that he's kind of a shitty dad in the very early stages of like season one and then you sort of see you sort of see how that relationship plays out between, you know, uh, him and his daughters, particularly him and, and Fleabag. Right. Um, and then how, it, you know, it's sort of like, you know, she's she's the more, uh, I guess, aggressive uh, wild child yes. one of her two sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just like, you don't get any of that from me, but you get that from your mother. Mm-hmm. And then there's all of a sudden there's this dynamic of just like, why is it so difficult for him to interact with his his daughter at first? And it's just like, I mean, because it reminds him of, you know, it reminds him of wife. the past, of his yeah. dead wife, and possibly of the fact that he is seems to have some weird Stockholm Syndrome relationship with this current oh, wife. Oh, yeah. Personification of the evil stepmother. It, <laughs> wow, to a T. Like, oh God! I yeah. she deserved to have that statue stolen from her multiple multiple times, times. and I love how that statue just, just keeps car- coming back too. Just carries through the whole series. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Oh wow! Um, it shows up as an award in the beginning of season <laughs> <laughs> when 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 she, when she broke that award, and then oh, she's like, God. "I have an idea," and she runs off. I'm like, "Oh dear Lord, she's getting the statue!" <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, that was so great. But wow, did you ever hit the nail on the head with personification of an evil stepmother? Oh like, yeah, without a doubt, that was like, yeah. Again, it's just like take a little bit of grain of salt there. Yeah, yeah. Take but take a little bit of the the uh, Disney evil stepmother trope and just twist and <laughs> and pry it apart from itself a little bit and uh, you know yeah add in that tragedy and that comedy and and that's what you get. Oh wow. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a great series. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, b- again, what's his name? Jesus, uh, Brett, Brett Gelman, I think. Um, who is uh, Claire's husband? Yes, uh, yes. One of the only or few American Looking actors, actors yeah. um, I guess, in yep. the series. Brett and Gelman, it, yeah. it's funny because we recently talked Stranger Things. And and, <laughs> and Murray from Stranger Things started out kind of dickish, yeah. And then in season three was sort of a you know nice 
nicer character and he develops that relationship with the Russian guy and all that stuff. And, and he's kind of in on the whole Hawkins thing. And in this show, Brett Gelman plays the scummiest scumbag that ever scummed <laughs> and does it so, so well. Yes, he does. Um, like my wife physically cringed every time he was on screen. Like he, it's like, you know, you just, you get a reaction, um, from, from him just in a way that, and, and I mean, I don't even really think we saw that much character progression in him. Like, no, as, as, aside from no, not the, really towards the end, admitting that he was a total asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just like, I need you to bag for me to leave. Yeah. And, and she, she does. She does. Um, to uh, obviously, great to, moment, great moment. To flee bags like joy. Um, <laughs> And then that's another thing about this. We keep referring to the main character as Fleabag, and only because that is that's the title. That's the title of the show, and that's yeah, the casting name. When you're looking on IMDb, or you know, when you and and they don't, I don't think they actually say her name out in in the entire series. But there are a few moments where you sort of think you're going to hear it. And then particularly towards the end of season two, yeah. when um, when her dad is about to get married and his wife doesn't know his name. Oh, yeah. It's like, what? Uh, oh, my God. So oh, I always and... call you darling. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and then it sort of just gets glossed over. Right. Like, I'm just like, is this not a bigger deal? <laughs> it's just, just no names. Um, and, and, and she has been Phoebe Waller bridge and in, in interviews has sort of been particularly sort of like, I guess, um, kind of like sneaky and, and, and about that. She's like, so is your character's name Fleabag? And then she just sort of like puts her finger to her lips. It's like, Shh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, Oh, come on. Um, well, there's even like certain characters, like obviously the dad never gets a name. Yeah, a lot um, of them don't get a name. A lot of them don't get a name. I don't name. think the priest gets a name. I think he's just nope, referred he's to just as the priest. The priest. He's credited as the priest. Yeah. And Andrew Scott, by the way, friggin' excellent actor. Yeah, he was Every, great. Everything he's in just is amazing. He actually played um, Moriarty in the in the Sherlock. Series. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so he's. I was he's gonna been say, around. yeah, Vicky mentioned that she recognized them from something else. So yeah, uh, he, I guess he has been around. Yeah, he's been around. He's been a lot of things, and he's excellent in pretty much everything he does. So yeah, this is why I am not surprised that season two is so good. Oh, it's so good. Um, fantastic. Uh, one other thing that I sort of, um, I, I I'm not sure if I have my facts straight. Hopefully, I do, but um. Phoebe Waller-Bridge stepped away from the stage play um, to sort of develop, I guess, this series. And, like, obviously, you know, she was appeared in a few other things, and she mm-hmm. writes uh, and produces on Killing Eve, which is this huge show. Yep. Um, and I guess they had, a, she had, like, a sub or an understudy or someone else to do the character of Fleabag, um, which is essentially just, like, a, a one-woman show, more or less. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the waitress, the very chir- ch- chipper, perky waitress in that uh, dinner scene where they where where Claire has the miscarriage, quote right. unquote. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, or I guess well, where Fleabag right. has a miscarriage, mm-hmm. but Claire actually does. Yeah. Apparently, the waitress, um, and again, great American accent, British actor, mm-hmm. uh, who was 
the stand-in for Phoebe Waller-Bridge in the stage play oh, of like, and, and to to for her to be this sort of a side character, I was just like, whoa, that's <laughs> that's interesting. Mm. Um, there's a what lot a wink of wink and a nod there. Yeah, exactly. A lot of little cool little things about about the this um series one one i guess last thing i'll say about it unless a million other things pop into my brain which is very <laughs> much the case with this show yep um is uh we talked about how great season two was um because um you know a, a lot of you know mostly because of the the priest yep uh which you just mentioned and that whole relationship dynamic um and him sort of starting to catch on to the little asides and then you start to yeah, feel like great. it's like can you hear you know like it's like why is he the only person who can hear this um or notices something or going notices on notices that there's something going on yep. with her um you know and then there's a million different things that you can you know say like you can say like maybe she's talking to her own inner voice maybe she's kind of like remembering boo yeah um you know, maybe he's the only one who notices because he's the only one who's truly ever been in love with her. Oh my God. There's yeah. a million different explanations, but, uh, this is one of the only instances I think that, um, I, uh, have seen and probably will ever see for quite a long time of a relationship story played out where, um, the final piece of the relationship is two people parting ways and breaking up essentially yeah but the last words that they say to one another are i love you <laughs> that is fucking cool like and yeah just I that really speaks to the level of like writing and, and character put into that and, and in I think six it, episodes i know that's the other thing yeah it's 12 episodes in total the entire damn series and it was just and so it feels like a lifetime it was great yeah, yeah. and and i think that speaks to kind of the um, uh, how this series stands out. Yeah, like it's it's a very different series for oh, yeah. a lot of reasons, and I think you know that is definitely one of them. In that you know, it's definitely not looking for that happy ending. It's not no, gonna no no no. It's not gonna wrap everything up the way you want it to. The and uh, and and you know kind of reflects the darker side of life that way mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so i and i think tv series that do that that's it's kind of good i mean there's definitely a place for the the traditional storylines of course and, of and, course. The, and the traditional kind of like you know happy endings and all that kind of stuff and i think we see a lot of that mm -hmm. but the, there's always the place too for the the slightly off kilter series mm -hmm. and and to have that different in that dynamic every once in a while is good yeah, yeah. and and like you mentioned there is a tinge of optimism there. Yep. Um, you know, whoever it is that, that she is interacting with, um, she sort of, as she's walking away from camera, turns back, gives a little smile. And then it's just like, I guess things are going to turn out okay <laughs> for her. Um, you know, there's been, been a lot of self discovery for this character again, over the course of what feels like a lifetime, but is 12, you know, 20 25 minute episodes yeah so yeah again it really sort of speaks to the care and love that's kind of gone into like the writing and production of of this and the fact that it was adapted from the reason that she yep. the, she phoebe waller is getting all these accolades is like 
you know, this is all from her sort of twisted mind. Like this series yeah, was she adapted wrote it all. from a one woman show, yeah. which is again, she wrote just, every single to, episode. To think about that sort of boggles the mind a little bit. I'm just like, how did, how did you take something that you by yourself performed and adapted into this thing that is just this rich cast of characters um, that uh, with like, again, there's a moments yeah. of really crude um, kind of, you know, sex humor for all intents and purposes. <laughs> and there is all her little snarky asides. And then there's, you know, buried, not really buried, but kind of like deep in there um, for, you know, I mean, you, you can sort of like, see it even like on the surface level a little bit but like when you really start to think about it is like the weird little nuanced relationships that this character has with everyone around her Mm -hmm. including her own family and yeah it it was great (laughs) yeah good series just one one final note uh, of a particularly funny moment how how uh funny was it that uh claire's new interest love interest was with claire with claire (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah because of the tragedy of this show i was not expecting um and, and that's just kind of like a classic like yeah like comedy moment right? it was like, but it, it i don't know the way they did it just, yeah it works so well and, and yeah but because because you sort of get the feeling that this is a uh kind of dark and sad show at its core um essentially especially like towards um, the midway point of, of season two, mm-hmm. uh, I was not expecting Claire and Fleabag's relationship to actually improve right. and for her to leave um, her husband. Um, so that was, I feel like that was kind of their, you know, their way of, of saying like things for Fleabag are in the relationship department are not going to end well. Right. But this is the win. Yeah. This is the win that you're looking for. This is the happy ending that mm-hmm. you're looking for. She'll find it somewhere else. So she her happy ending is figuring out who the hell she is. Right. And then that's sort of a little of what you get with that sort of little, you know, smile at the camera towards mm-hmm. the end. And it's just, oh, wow. Yeah, great. Okay. Great. <laughs> Another good conversation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. grab bag? Yeah. Yes, grab bag. Let's do it. Um what have you been watching? Oh man, uh, what have I been watching? Uh, Watchmen on HBO. Oh, heard good things. Yes, yes, I've been uh, watching that um, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, also been watching Golden Compass or um, His Dark Materials, rather. Um, okay. So that's that's been good. <clears throat> um, also been watching um, I, uh, a comedy show on HBO, and I forget what it's called. It's called. Um, this is something and basically it's about uh, a mom whose son kind of goes away in college okay and he's a he's a bit of a you know um kind of like classic you know jock from high school and he goes to college and so you're kind of following him and his transition in the college and then her and her transition and, right and that kind of thing that that's a good series and uh so enjoying that as well mm-hmm. uh i think uh last season of silicon valley i'm just naming a lot of hbo shows right now <laughs> i was gonna say um watching the newest season of the crown 
Um, wow, you're you're just. Uh, I am kind of everywhere. You're everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I'm watching a bunch of stuff. How about you? Yeah. Um. Also, a bunch of stuff, but I think it's mostly stuff that I have mentioned uh, in grab bag before, uh, with the exception of a couple things. I think I touched on the fact that there is uh, an Office rewatch podcast, so I'm watching The Office for like the the American version for like the third time or fourth time through. Um, we briefly discussed uh, Patriot Act with Hasan Minaj that came back, so I jumped on that. Yeah, yes, I've been watching that too for. There's been like two new episodes. Something yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. Um, I uh, I did. I've, I've had a few things on my list for ages and ages. Um, I think another thing I think we touched on maybe last time was uh, the Chef Show. So I, I watched a little bit more of that. Ah, yes. Um, but I've had. Is there um, uh, is there a new season of that, or was it? A, uh, no, no. It was. He's another got a show. new series. He's got a new series. Uh, yeah, he's got a new series, which I think is only. Th- like three or four documentary style episodes where he does like a travel with one celebrity. There's one with like Kate McKinnon and he goes to a different country each time he goes to like Marrakesh with Chrissy Teigen. He goes somewhere with Kate McKinnon and he goes to like LA with Lena Waithe from master of none. Right. I think there's only four episodes and they're sort of, it looks interesting. So that might be something I I check out. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, there's a, Something that's been on my list for quite a while, which I, I checked out the first episode of, um, it's a documentary um, series called The Toys That Made Us. Yes, I um, watched a bit of that first season. With yeah, my wife. yeah, so um, the first episode and the, the one that I watched was on Star Wars toys. Oh, cool. And um, it was re- that was super interesting because, you know, you got to see that it wasn't always... Um, it wasn't always, you know, like a, a variety of companies that had this IP. In fact, uh, because Lucas was keeping a lot of things under wraps in regards to the production and, and the script of, of Star Wars, he sort of, um, was late to the game when it came to let's get some toy production going for this. Yes. And they ended up going with this like tiny little toy company called Kenner. And then they had the first rights and an insane, like net deal um on like profits for from like merchandising for <laughs> oh, like no. the first like few years of oh, like crazy. of the star wars toys and um seeing how they sort of like made everything was it was really super cool and there's they focus on different sort of toys on each in each episode so there's like gi joe's there's lego and oh cool you know, so uh, yeah. i'll probably uh check that out periodically and the last thing that I, I checked out was Dion Cole's um, full stand-up special because he, he appeared, I think, in something we've mentioned before, which is uh, the stand-ups or right. comedians of the world. One yeah, of yeah. one of those, those, yeah. there's like two or three like serial comedy things on, on Netflix that sort of popped up at the same time. And he had a half-hour set on, on one of those. And I knew him from his bits on Conan and, and stand-up there and then saw him pop up in that and then... When I saw that he had a full special, I'm like, yeah, I got to check this out. And it was very, very funny. And, um, yeah, I'd recommend checking that out. It's called Cole Hearted. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I've been watching. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. So yes, that, the show I was talking about was called Miss Fletcher. That's what it's called. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That kind of rings a bell actually. Yeah. So HBO uh, show you said? HBO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of a, um, uh, a little bit uh, uh, a take on kind of the modern uh, 
uh, situation of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, people moving away to college mm-hmm. and, and cool the aftermath of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, bunch of things coming back that we uh, will likely jump into uh, as they are things we've covered before. Um, I'm not sure, you know, we still have to have our discussion of, of what's going to be covered on the next episode, but uh, Atypical came back, which is something that we, we yes, covered Yes, watch before. that. Oh, have you? I haven't yep. even started it yet, no. so... Um, yeah, maybe we'll jump into that one at some point. Good, good but, season uh, for sure. Yeah. All right, great. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Bojack that. came back too. I haven't oh, watched Oh, jeez, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched, watched a single episode well, of that. I watched it <laughs> Those might be the two, so yes, who knows. The- <laughs> so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely come back to that. One more thing I'll mention, um, something that I was uh, briefly chatting with, with Tristan uh, about right before we hit record, is Disney Plus is a thing now. Yes. And um, we may eventually... Um, get to some of the stuff on that i think for the time being we have like 800 series coming back that we've covered before (laughs) so we'll probably kind of run through those but uh definitely i've I've got some interest in in maybe checking out some of that that uh disney plus uh oc original content um yeah all right that's it i think i think we did it Yay, another one in the bag. <laughs> That's uh, episode 23 in the can. Um, thank you for joining us uh, on Screens and Streams. Uh, that name, by the way, is spelled Screens, the letter N, Streams. Uh, no and, no ampersand, just the letter N, kind of like Toys Are Us. <laughs> um, why did we make our show so hard to find? We don't, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we had it, to be different. Somehow, we had to be Joe. different. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to email us, you can email us at screensnstreams at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is also screensnstreams. And um, we've got new episodes about once a month, roughly. So holidays are coming up, so there might be a There may there. be a gap yeah. there, yeah. Uh, I, I can almost assure <laughs> there will be, but we'll be back in the new year. Um and yeah new the last two or three episodes are always available um uh through soundcloud and or whatever podcasting platform you use uh all of the archived episodes will be on a dropbox link that is included usually in the description of the uh the the podcast so you can check those out uh, and binge through it if you so desire uh and that's it that's the podcast for today <laughs> did i miss anything is that I, no i think you got it all covered there all right cool all right thanks everyone for listening yeah thanks for joining us folks we will see you in the new year new year Woo! Woo!